Welcome, Faith family, to our post-sermon discussion uh, today. We've heard a, a great, once again, another great sermon. Um, and so let's just start off uh, doing what we normally do, but how did this sermon speak to you? Yes. So uh, the, the categories that Kyle had of uh, not just prophets, priests and kings, but then to, to have that additional category of sages, mm -hmm. that was just, it was just really, it was really helpful. Uh, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, some people try to, um, like be ingenious with, with some sermons and they end up making up stuff that's yeah. not in the text. And it's like, and you're like adding to scripture right now. And then other times, this is what's awesome about uh, expository preaching and just the depth and richness of thinking and, and dwelling on a particular text is it, it only ever enhances. It just serves to enhance uh, what scripture is already saying mm. to us. So just to see, and just, just to be yet again amazed at who Jesus is. He is prophet, he is the priest, he is the king, he is the sage. And to, to get to just really think about that all throughout the sermon, uh, that was just so helpful for me, it was so rich. Yep. Yeah, I love how, how Kyle framed the sermon around this, the title, Dinner with the Sage. Um, and it was, I think it was just a brilliant way to bring the book of Ecclesiastes back around to the New Testament. Yeah. And so uh, we, we ended the service with the Lord's table. And I would have never thought that, that we could draw from Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and end up at the Lord's table. Um, but he set it up so well in his, in his introduction, really, he talked about uh, how Jesus fulfilled um, all of the, these offices, prophet, priest, king, and sage, uh, and, and he fil fulfills them in a full and final and better way. So I love how he, he yes. kind of wrapped that back around yeah. uh, to, to the New Testament. Yeah, for me, going along that line especially is when he said, let's put Solomon aside. And let's bring in a different sage and yeah. preparing We're walk us to a New yes. Testament table. Yeah. And uh, you, you know that was just—I don't know—my my mind went boom, mm -hmm. just right there. That was just an amazing thing. It got me um, focused on, on on what we were getting ready to do, but focused on on Christ. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's let's look at one of these points in particular that he talked about. He said. Uh, you need wisdom while living in an unstable political climate. And, um, you know, no matter what side of politics that you're on, th we see this right now. We see this living out among us. And it's real easy for us to uh, battle everything. But Kyle talked about we need, we need to be very careful about which heels to dial. Scripture points on that, too. How do we know those things, Matthew, as a believer? How do we know which heels are worth dying on and which heels are my personal preference? Yeah, that's tough. It's a tough, uh, uh, it's, it's just a tough thing to, to navigate, especially in our current um, climate. And no governmental system is perfect. We've never had a, a, a perfect king besides Christ mm -hmm. and, and our um, you know, in the United States, we don't have, uh, I, I think, and Kyle mentioned this too, I think that we have the, the best system of government uh, that, that we can <laughs> possibly come up with, uh, yeah. you know, that can be run by sinful men. Um, but like you said, not every hill is going to be worth dying on. So I think Kyle mentioned we have to wisely engage 
those in power. And I think that what, what this particular text said, Solomon uh, doesn't give a specific prescription for, for how to decide which hills to die on, but he does says that we cannot stand with evil causes. Uh, and beyond that, we have to be able to practice wisdom and wisdom can only, uh, true wisdom is only gonna be found in the scriptures. So I think that in order to make wise decisions about uh, how we uh, approach certain political issues, we have to be immersed in scripture. I don't think that the scripture is gonna give us a, you know, die on this hill, don't die on this hill, <laughs> maybe on some things, yes. but, but uh, for the most part, we have to, to, to practice biblical wisdom. Yeah, well, that's great. Yeah, so in, in, in that, uh, there's a quote, um, and I, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but we forget we are exiles assigned yes. as ambassadors. And so, and that, it, the, that word ambassador, we, we see that in scripture, um, that's definitely a hill to die on, hmm. is the thing that, that some agency or some authority telling me you cannot be an ambassador. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a hill to die on. Um, and, and we often, I, I think, I think, especially as, as Christians, we can fall prey to like almost sometimes wanting to be martyrs for, for the cause of Christ. And on one level, man, great, awesome intention. And, and then also there's also the like, Hey, let's, are, is this really something that we're being martyred for <laughs> or is this, you know, persecuted against or, or, uh, is there another way around it? And so then my, my, the practical points for that is exactly what, what Matthew said with, with scripture, right? Like in being immersed in scripture, what does it actually say? We just did a, a series through the book of Daniel. Mm. Like if, if you're going to be sentenced to prison because you are praying and you're being told don't pray, like yeah. that's a hill to die on. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Um, and then, and then many, many other situations, this is where, and this is where God, God does things for a reason. Like you have pastors, over you. They are spiritually authoritative in your life. So if you don't know, is this a hill to die on? Like my question, have you asked a pastor? Have you asked your pastor? Like, don't, don't go it alone. Don't be like, Oh, I'm confused. This is complex. And like maybe, and maybe on another level, maybe it's not, have you gone to the the authority that God has given you in, in this life? Mm. And, uh, uh, so those are my two, you know, scripture, and then what scripture has governed to us is the, the pastoral authority that that piece is some is just sometimes missing. So um, if that if that makes sense, oh, I think it does. Um, and I'm like you that we are exiles in this world. Mm-hmm. When, when you truly hold on to that, it changes your opinion about what things are important or not. I may have sensibilities, uh, civic sensibilities that are offended, mm-hmm. but aren't moral grounds to be offended. Mm-hmm. And when I understand that I am an exile, that my true uh, allegiance is in a, a kingdom yet to come for me pers- personally, then uh, I look at these things differently. Mm-hmm. He, uh, number, and the fourth point he made was enjoy the table while experiencing the unknown ways of God. And he made this comment that kind of stuck with me. He said, Basically, to ask yourself, can you enjoy life? Can you enjoy the table that God set when we don't understand God's way? Another, and, and, and I guess there's a different ways to take that, but I was looking at it. I've, if I've lost my job, if I have 
been given a poor health uh, diagnosis, how can I, as a believer, come to the table physically like we did today or just come to, how can I enjoy life knowing that, I mean, I know I should, but how, how do you practically do, make that happen? Mm. I mean, we, we might not always understand what God is doing, but God has given us ways to understand God himself mm-hmm. through scripture and through uh, general revelation in, in the world around us and learning to find joy in, in God's good gifts, even in the unknown. I think Kyle mentioned this in the sermon is, uh, is a form of worship, worshiping um, a God who we don't always, we don't always know exactly what he's, what he's doing or where he's taking us. But uh, that, that humble submission is a form of worship. Um, and God has given us enough to, um, enough for us to live our lives with hope and enough, uh, enough to worship him. Right. We know enough about God that we, can, that we can worship him, even though we don't know exactly what he's doing in, in, you know, through the unknown uh, in life. That's a great point. Just mm. when you don't know what else to do, worship. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I would uh, exactly going off of that. In the in the previous point, it was uh, uh, that we need confidence um, while while hearing uh, the wicked receive applause. And one of the things in that was was talking about justice. So it was said, justice delayed does not mean justice abandoned. Mm-hmm. And I think we say that the same about joy. Joy delayed does not mean joy abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so when there, when there is a, a moment of, of joylessness, we're not called to just like, well, I got to re- rejoice anyway. Like we don't rejoice in the bad thing happening to us. Mm-hmm. We rejoice that God is so far above that bad thing that he, he could possibly use that, that bad thing, that unknown thing one day for our good. There, there is joy to be had in that because it's, it's, it's almost too good to be true. Mm-hmm. We, by, by true saving faith, we believe that it is true. Uh, that, and that's, that's what sustains us. Because uh, the, the passage says, And I commend joy, for man has no good thing under the sun, but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. Uh, e- even when there is a, a, a horrific diagnosis or a tragic uh, accident, there, there's still the joy to be had of just recognizing on one level, and this is what Ecclesiastes pushes us toward all the time, like the utter bleakness of life. Mm-hmm. Like we are living under the sun. We are living in a fallen, broken, sinful world mm-hmm. that is in utter disrepair. And things are worse than we think that they are. Mm-hmm. And, and yet I can still, I can, I can have a cool drink of water and just, uh, th- there, is, there is joy to be had in that because I know the one who offers living water. Mm-hmm. That, that will not, you know, I, I'm never going to be thirsty again uh, when I'm eating bread. Even if it's not the best bread, um, I, I, I know the bread of life. Mm-hmm. And, that, that's a re- and that's a real thing. It's not some sort of ephemeral hope out there. I think that's what makes what Solomon says so, so clear is he did have this faith. I commend joy. And he didn't yeah. commend it because it was a, a fading joy. It's because it was unfading. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Uh, Church, I appreciate you tuning in and watching today. We hope you have a great week, and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday.
Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.